Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Football Figments Podcast. This is Season 6, Episode 34. Altogether, it's 273 episodes. I'm Craig. And Britt is coughing. And Britt is coughing because the air quality here is terrible. Oh, my God. Terrible. Terrible. I, Three digits terrible. Like so, so for folks who have no idea how we do this, Craig counts us down, and then whoever has the open does their opening. So literally, Craig goes three, two, one, and I start to cough like a madman, <laughs> like as if he was cueing my coughing. <laughs> oh my god, that's so embarrassing! All right, I gotta go off mic for a second just to clear my Uh-oh. throat. <clears throat> go for it. Talk, lead us out, Craig. So, do us. Uh, yeah. So we're back, back again, despite the despite the terrible air quality. Um, okay. For those who don't know, we are in the Northeast in Connecticut, and we have been getting a ton of smoke. From the wildfires in Canada. Yes, so. much love to the friends, our friends up in Nova Scotia. I have some friends that live up that way, um, and it's been a scary time for them. It's been a scary time, and my friends up there are actually they're um, they live outside of Halifax in a country area, and one of the things they do financially is tap maple trees. Well, if the maple trees burn to the ground, there ain't going to be no maple syrup this year. So it's valid points. Valid point. You know, in addition to the <clears throat> fact that people are losing their homes, fortunately, to the best of my knowledge, there haven't been any deaths associated with this. Everyone's accounted for. The authorities there have done a great job in making sure everyone is safe, but it is a very bad situation. So our, our thoughts go out to all the folks in Nova Scotia who are affected by the fires because we are now affected by the fires too, as Craig mentioned. Our air quality has been brutally bad the last three or four days. So yeah, it's, um, been, uh, it's been orange outside. Not as bad as New York City. Um, oh, that was we were a close second. <laughs> their air quality, their air quality index got up over 300 yesterday. Yeah, like at one point, uh, 300. So for folks who don't know what that means, the lower the number is better. 50 or below is considered healthy. 300 basically means you're waiting for birds to drop from the sky. So yeah, it's not. Uh, it's not good. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, 300 is like almost like untenable for life. So, I mean that, and that's my biggest concern now. I mean, obviously we're all inside and. People are aware of what's going on, but we have no idea what kind of long-term impact this is going to have on our trees. Yeah. You know, are the trees going to bounce back from this? Are all the trees going to die at the end of the summer? We, we have no idea. So, well, on that happy note, <laughs> dead trees and all, Craig, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, so tonight I only have a can of seltzer because, uh, yeah, I kind of just feel like crap because of the weather, the air. So, yeah, that's what you I know, got, it's, sadly. It does. It, it really... The, the combination of the poor air quality, and for those of us who have respiratory issues, I know Craig does, I do. We're both also very saddled with allergies. This is a tough time, but um, I, I am actually going to treat myself to one beer tonight, and I have a can of Coastal Evacuation from Cape May Brewing Company, which Excellent. I'm trying, trying to open on cue here, and I just can't get the pull tab up. Hold on. Oh, God, I think... Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. Did it explode? <laughs> No, but I left all, all the gas, so I didn't get a good popping sound out of it. Like I said, I'm getting a... I got a click. Oh. So, yeah, hashtag sad. But Coastal Evacuation is a double IPA. It is probably their flagship of their double IPA. Um, yeah, and it's 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 good stuff. I'm, I'm almost out of beer from Jersey, I gotta be honest. Wow. Yeah. Well, I shared a lot of it. I bring a That's lot back true. for... That's true. You know, I'm still should... upset we can't get beer. Beer. Beer, beer? Beer. 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 Beer oh, brewing. bear. 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 Sorry, bear. 
Bear, beer. <laughs> English or, is a dumb language, folks. I'm sorry. Say, you're, 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 you could just say, I'm upset I can't get bear brewing up here. That That's easier to do. I mean. That's true. That's true. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll hope. Hopefully, Jenny will take care of that. Jenny will make that happen, and, and we'll get that. I'm, I'm just excited because I don't know if I mentioned this to you, but mm. this is around the time of year my coworker makes their pilgrimage up to the Lake George area. Oh. Which means some Northway might be making its way down to us. She says to me the other day, if we go to Northway, she goes, we're definitely going to go to that brewery. We love that brewery. Um, We like the stuff that you brought us from there. We like the stuff we had there. We're definitely going back there. Why don't you make a list of things and I'll see what I can bring back. And I just said, Avenue of the Pines. (laughs) And she goes, well, I know Avenue of the Pines, but what else? I said, well, get some Avenue of the Pines and then get some more Avenue of the Pines. She goes, okay, anything else? I'm like, oh yeah, while you're there, pick up Avenue of the Pines. So hopefully we have some Avenue of the Pines winging our way in about a month or so. So, Oh, good. But, good. All right, let's just jump right into it. Do we have burning hot takes this week? Um, Really the biggest, I think, I think the biggest burning hot take this week concerning football is where Dalvin Cook is going to wind up. Yeah. But, I mean, we can just talk about that. It doesn't have to be. Yeah, that. so that, that'll be the only thing. That, that That's it. I mean, I really don't have any other burning hot takes we did we're going to talk about the afc east and the nfc east a little bit today but um yeah i mean that's the big news today is that dalvin cook was cut officially today where does he go what does it mean for alexander madison um let's start with the beginning where craig where's he going to end up uh well the the first spot happens to be the dolphins it's because he's from that area he's He's from Miami. I think he went to school there. Um, so that right now, everyone thinks that's the first option. The second option is the Bills, but I can't. Eh. I can't see that only because the Bills, the Bills already have four starting running backs. So and, I and Dalvin Cook did go to Florida State. Oh, that's right. Yep. So, so you know, where does he live? Is there? I mean, he probably still has a house there. Assuming. Yeah, I mean, the Broncos are, are listed. The Broncos and Dolphins, according to NFL.com, are the best landing spots for them. Listen. And then the, the outlier would be like the Bears and the Cardinals. So those four but, teams call, in theory. You're yeah. Dalvin Cook. Where are you going to go? Because I know where I'm going. I'm not asking about terms. I'm going to Miami. I'm going to Miami because, I mean. Best chance, it, of the, best chance of the ring. Out of those teams? Yes. More the, more than the Bills, huh? Well, that's the, they were not in the four teams we just listed. We said Broncos, Dolphins, Bears. Oh, oh see, I said, I said Bills. You said Broncos. Oh, Bills. Okay, so so Bills, Bears, Broncos, and Dolphins are the four. Right. Yeah, I probably, I mean, yeah, you could go to the Bills, but the Bills are so deep. They probably, the Bills aren't going to look at him as needed. I, I don't think the Bills are going to come calling. I really don't. Um, but the Dolphins will, and I think that becomes a game changer in the AFC East if it happens. Um, it, it adds more consistency to an offense. The biggest problem with the Dolphin offense last year was inconsistency, and a lot of that was attributable to the injuries to Tua. I mean, we, we after that first concussion, Tua should never have been allowed back on the field so quickly. We know that now. Right. And that led to a second concussion, and now everyone's going to look at him on every hit and wonder if he's going to get back up or he's going to sit up and go, I'm Batman. We don't right. know. We don't know what's going to happen there. 
But um, I think if they can keep him relatively healthy, Dalvin Cook adds more stability than they had last year. Now, again, can Dalvin Cook stay healthy? Uh, that's another question. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Did he, I mean, how many? Where's the he's going to go. He's going to go from playing in a dome to playing outside if he goes to Miami, which is a change outside, which is a big change, especially for a running back. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I don't Now He did play all 17 games this past season, but did he finish all 17 games? Well, he he played 17 games. He only had, I'm saying only in quotes, 1173 yards. Okay. His mm-hmm. lowest yards per game since 2018, and when he was in his second year and he wasn't the feature back yet, he only averaged 69 yards a game. But so, And there's two reasons I bring that up. So games played, 17 games last year. The year before, he missed three games. The year before that, he missed two games. In 2019, he missed two games. And in 2018, the year that he had the worst yards per game of his career, he missed six games. Five, sorry, he missed five. So, last year is literally the only year of his entire career where he's played all 17 games. And I'm looking to see, where's his touches? And he posted his second lowest in a full season. He touched the ball less last year than the two years that he played. One of the two years he played only 14 games. Hmm. And his yardage per game were down across all of those. So the years he was injured and missed some games. All right, so in 2018, he only played 11 games and he only averaged 12.1 yards a game, but he wasn't a starter then. Other than that, his he, he averaged 81.1 yards in 2019, missed two okay. games. Averaged 111 in 2012, 2020, missed two games. Averaged 89.2 in 2021, when he missed three games last year, only 69 yards per game. Is he still good? Yes. But part of the reason I think he lasted all season last year was because they made sure to mix in Alexander Madison. And that mm-hmm. helped with his durability. Where's his total touches? 264, 249, but that was injury short at 312. He had 300 touches in 2020 and he still missed two games. You know, it's just I feel like the Vikings were like, okay, we can't let this guy get hurt again was their approach. And if you're going to take that approach, then how reliable is he going to be wherever he goes? That's a good that's a good point. I'm just I'm just asking the question out loud. I don't know. I think Miami is every week in when the season starts. The question for Miami is going to be who got hurt this week. Mm -hmm. Especially if they add, especially if they add Cook to the lineup, so it's going to be a big, it's going to be a big question. I know fantasy wise, after I've had Dalvin Cook on my team, I do not want that again. So, <laughs> so let me ask this question. Yeah, let's imagine that Cook and Tua stay relatively <clears throat> healthy. Mm-hmm. Let's so let's and when I say that let's let's say they play a minimum of fourteen games. They miss no more than three games. Okay. Okay. If that's the case, how good is Miami this year? Mm, I say they would. Well, if that's the case, I would say they'd finish third in the AFC. Really? Yep. I still think the Jets' defense is the 
I still think the Jets' defense is better than whatever Miami is going to try to I'm, do. I'm still not sold on this Jets thing. I'm so, I'm sorry. I'm just I can't do it. <laughs> can't do it. This is if this team stays healthy, they can win 12 games this year. And am I? Oh my God! Burchell said the Dolphins are going to win 12 games. No, he didn't. He said if they can stay healthy, they could win 12. I don't believe they can stay healthy. So. I, I kind of yeah. hope he goes to Miami. I, I, I really do, because I think that would be a very interesting story. And it's going to make every team, it should make every team in the AFC East go, oh, fuck. <laughs> but we don't know if that's what's going to happen or not. If he goes to the Broncos, on the Broncos, because the AFC West is so bad. True. So <laughs> bad. The Chargers are... The Chargers are the team that, the little team that should, but doesn't. <laughs> you, know, you know what? That is an excellent description of them. <laughs> there is no reason the Chargers should not win 12 games a year. And yet every season we're like, why are the Chargers only eight and eight? Why? Yep. yep. Why? The Raiders, the Raiders are so bad. How bad are they? The Raiders <laughs> are so bad they're thinking about making Tom Brady an owner and there's reports <laughs> that he's doing so because they want him to play <laughs> because he's got this whole, I'm the only guy who ever, I'd be the only guy who was ever a part owner of a team and played for them. Ha 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 ha. Dude, this ain't the seventies. This ain't when like Pete Rose was managing the Reds and playing first base, <laughs> you know, they, Oh, push a player or manager. No, he's not. No. So, in, so back then, but yeah, now we, no, that's how bad the Raiders are. And then there's the Denver Broncos. Next topic. <laughs> so as a Chiefs like, fan, you wouldn't be concerned having Dalvin Cook in your division? I would, but it's not going to change anything for me. Hmm. It's not going to change anything for me because those teams are... It's not like he's a missing piece that puts them in the playoffs. You know what I mean? He might be the missing piece who puts uh, puts a team in the playoffs for a bunch of teams, including, in my opinion, Miami, but not not in the AFC West. No chance. That's what you got. So yeah, that, yeah, no, that's true. That is true. All right, so let's move on to our main topic tonight. We wanted to talk a little bit about the AFC East and the NFC West. We kind of started with the AFC East, so let's go there. Let's start with the Buffalo Bills. So I took the opportunity to listen to the Fantasy Points Town Hall um, which had uh, John Hansen, um, Adam, oh God, why am I blowing up my name? Adam Kaplan, uh, Brett Whitfield was on it. There's a bunch of guys. And they talked team by team things that they're looking for, and they made some really, really good points. When I say Buffalo Bills, <laughs> what's the first thing we need to talk about? Um, Josh Allen's girlfriend. Josh Allen's girlfriend, because Josh <laughs> Allen can't seem to get them through the playoffs. Maybe his girlfriend can. Why are we bringing her? Do we know Josh Allen's girlfriend? I forgot her name, but yeah, I don't know. Why, I, why is she notable? Should I, should I Google her? You could. Feel is she like to. super hot or something? Uh, many people think so. Josh Allen's girlfriend. <laughs> Images. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, she's quite an attractive young woman. Oh my god, he is the most awkward looking person in photographs I've ever seen. He's up there. He's up there, yeah. Wow, okay. 
Like even when they're like like swimming and they're just being like kind of casual, he just looks awkward. <laughs> awkward. Um, but yes, yeah, as, as far as the really though, as far as the Bills go, like I said before, like I just don't, I don't know who this team is anymore. I feel like they're the Bill. There's they're like a lesser version of the Bills from the nineties, mm-hmm. who, who got to the Super Bowl four times and then lost. Now they're like getting to the playoffs and losing. So and I just from- don't. I just don't know what they, like, I don't know what happens to them. I have no idea. So the the only thing, and I'm going to approach it from a fantasy point of view, and this was something they said in the town hall. There's So obviously, Josh Allen's going to go early. He's been the QB1 yeah. in fantasy leagues for like the, two of the last three years. Um, and depending on your format, it might be three of the last three years. He's absolutely a stud. But I'm actually, I, I, drafting to me is about finding value. Mm-hmm. So if I'm in the second or third round and all the good running backs and wide receivers are gone, or I feel like I've got good balance. Yeah. I might look at quarterback that early, but it's unlikely that I'll look yeah. at him, be- look for quarterback before he's gone. But one of the guys who I think will still be there and whose ADP is dropping like a freaking rock is Gabe Davis. Now I know. I know you were a Gabe Davis truther last year. I was a Gabe Davis truther <laughs> last year and it did not work out, but his ADP is much lower this year. Um, from whatever. So let me see if I can find a quick ADP breakdown and see where he's at. There's a bunch of them that do it. Fantasy pros is a good one. And you know, a quick side thing concerning Please. fantasy. Just like I am, I have broken up fantasy wise with Dalvin Cook. I have officially broken up with Stefan Diggs fantasy wise as well. I'm, wow! I've, I've given up. I've had him several times. It's it's not working out. It's not it's not working out. Well, I, and I realize that maybe maybe I should only keep or you know draft Vikings like only one year and then just mm-hmm. never draft them again. <laughs> no yeah. matter where they wind up. So Gabe Davis is going as wide receiver 41 off the board right now. Hmm. Is that with receptions? One. That's a PPR. Yes. Hmm. That puts him at about 78 overall, according to fantasy pros. Hmm. That is super freaking cheap. Here's just a couple of the names going ahead of him. Jahan Dotson, George Pickens, Kadarius, Tony, Traylon Burks. <laughs> I'll take Gabe Davis. All of all of those guys. <clears throat> oh, I, I think I think as far as the AFC, as far as Buffalo goes, that's where I'm looking. I'm looking at Gabe Davis. I'm not going to have a ton of Buffalo Bill players this year. I think was that was it last year? Oh my God, last year was the year I accidentally stacked up on all of them, wasn't it? I believe so. Because I had I had Dawson Knox. I was big on Dawson Knox. Yep. I ended you up had with Gabe G- Davis and Stefan Diggs. Yeah, I think yeah, I think you did have Diggs at one point. Because I had to trade him. I think I traded him to you. Probably. <laughs> did you have Diggs last year in the main league? Uh, I don't know. Did I? I think I did. I think I traded him to you like on week three just to try and diversify. <laughs> and my thought was, when Gabe Davis takes over, this trade's going to look fucking genius. <laughs> well, so much for that idea. So I'm really I'm really not looking very much at the Bills. Now, we just talked about the, the Dolphins, but just secondary thoughts on the, on the Dolphins? Um... You know, they I mean, exist. they exist. The fantasy, but I am not drafting Tua. There's no way. 
it's too much too much of a liability fantasy wise you have um, to avoid all the folks who are associated like Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill you want to use any of them in best ball perfect right but season long I don't think I can do it I mean Tyreek Hill you know he'll he'll be good he'll make whoever's a quarterback look good is he going to have 200 yards receiving every year, every week? No, mm-hmm. but but I think two of for me would just be too much of a too much of a risk. Yeah, I, I mean the Dolphins are fascinating. I'm going to have to see how the rest of OTAs work out. Um, I mean Raheem Raheem Mostert's there, but he's a hundred thousand years old. Uh, Jeff Wilson is there. He's no better than number two, which is why this is a perfect landing spot for Cook. But whether or not he goes there. And Jacecki's gone, so which brings us to where Jacecki went. Jacecki's a Patriot. Hmm. The Patriots, um, the Patriots brought back Bill <laughs> O'Brien. He's yep. going to be calling plays. I don't know how that's going to work. Um, we'll but Damian Harris, <laughs> Damian Harris is gone, and they replaced Damian Harris with James Robinson, which is not exactly an even swap. Yeah, not doing so, that again, fancy wise either. Thanks, Sean. Is Ramondre is Ramondre Stevenson going to be the real deal this year in New England? I, I just I don't feel like I can ever trust a New England running back. I think right now I think he's really all they have. He is, and I, he's the tenth running back off the board right now at twenty eighth overall. I mean, I feel like he, out of everyone on that offense, he would pro, he would be the one to take if you if you had to pick one of them. I feel like he's like the first guy when you drop off like the big cliff. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read down the ADP really quick. You tell me where you hear hear the prices right music in your head, and tell me where the cliff is. <laughs> okay. Christian McCaffrey, a big mm-hmm. cliff, big okay. cliff. Okay. McCaffrey, Eckler, uh-huh. Bijan Robinson, mm-hmm. Saquon, mm-hmm. Jonathan Taylor, mm-hmm. Nick Chubb, mm-hmm. Tony Pollard, mm-hmm. Josh Jacobs, mm-hmm. Derrick right. Henry. Oh, okay. okay, he, he paused it for a second. You're, okay. It's, it's, you just slid down the small embankment <laughs> there. You didn't fall off the cliff, right? No, no, no. Didn't fall off the cliff. Okay. So Josh Jacobs, Derrick Henry, uh-huh. Ramonde Stevenson. Okay. Reese Hall. Okay. <laughs> Najee Harris. Uh... <laughs> uh... The, the footing's getting a little wicky here. <laughs> Who's after I, that? I'm, I'm double checking my safety gear at this point. Is my rope secure? Do I got my ties in? Travis ATN. Uh, Jameer Gibbs. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about him. Kenneth Walker the third, the previous rookie from Seattle, <laughs> who also got hurt. And you still don't think we've we've fallen off a cliff? I think once we get to Etienne. Then we then we were probably done. See, my cliff is Brees Hall. Like I think you could pass Ramondi Stevenson, and you better be watching where you're going to step because you're going to fall right down a mine shaft and meet a Scooby Doo ghost. <laughs> well, who was uh, after who was after Hall? Najee Harris. I would probably stop at Najee Harris. <laughs> I think Najee Harris is better than Brees Hall, but ADP disagrees. Uh, because they don't. I think Pittsburgh is done with him. Like they just have no use for him anymore. And he's yeah. just there because he signed a contract. <laughs> Which segues into the last team in the AFC East, the New York Jets. 
Mm-hmm. Now, Aaron Rodgers is bet is there, blah, blah, blah. Brees Hall's going to be back, blah, blah. I'm not sold on any of this. <laughs> I just can't. I, I, I. Not even on Wilson, the rookie, the offensive rookie of the year. What, Garrett Wilson? Yeah. I'm not buying the hype. So what I've heard all across a different, a lot of different experts are saying the same thing. Aaron Rodgers is too smart to not throw the ball to the most talented guy. He's made stars his entire career. Look at Sterling Sharp, Donald What's-His-Face, because who's that guy? Driver. Look at, what's <laughs> no. that, Donald Driver? Yeah. <laughs> and just list off all the really good number ones that Aaron, that Aaron Rodgers has thrown to at some point in his career, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, Garrett Wilson's just the next name in a long list. I'm not convinced because Aaron Rodgers doesn't always like who we think he's going to like. And we saw that the last couple years. Remember like two years ago when uh, before Devontae Adams moved, they were like, oh, my God, Marquez Valdez-Scantling is going to get a ton more targets. He's that Rodgers is going to love his speed. He dropped one ball in week two and Rodgers didn't throw to him again for like three games. No, so that's true. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers does is not always predictable. Aaron Rodgers will throw to who he thinks has, is going to have the best chance to catch the ball, but it's not always the guy we think it's going to be. And so True. I'm not... Well, then again, well it was always Devontae Adams. That was always his first always choice. Always Devontae Adams. Oh, and then Devontae <clears throat> Adams left, and he was throwing to the other team. So... <laughs> I don't know. I think Garrett Wilson, he... Even with his terrible quarterback situation last year, he still had 1,100 yards and 80, is yeah. 83 receptions and four touchdowns. So, I I think he's he's worth he's worth looking at. Mm-hmm. And what round is debatable, but round is always debatable. I'm just I'm not, and I know I have a lot of friends who are Jets fans. A lot of friends. <laughs> we live in the New York metro area. We know a lot of Jet fans. We know a lot of Giant fans. I just, I can't with the Jets. I just can't. <laughs> All right, I can't. Yeah. All, All right, right, so really quick. Anything else on the AFC East before we uh, go to well, the with NFC? The, yeah, go with ahead. the Patriots. Yeah. So if I tell you there are three, right now anyway, there are three starting wide receivers, would you pick any of them? Kendrick Bourne. Oh, I didn't even know he was there. Devontae Parker. And Juju Smith-Suster. <laughs> Schuster I knew was there. Schuster, I knew, was there. I think they're off. The Patriot offense is going to be better. Bill O'Brien is way better as a court. He's one of those guys. Always a coordinator, never a head coach. Yeah. And yeah. I think I think we're, we've seen that, what, three times now? He was a head coach, then he went to college, then he was a head coach again, and now he's a coordinator. They're going to be better. And I, I know Cinch is going to hate me for saying this. I'm <laughs> not convinced Mac Jones is a bust. I'm just not convinced of it yet. He needs he needs to stop tripping people. Um. <laughs> yes, I mean he, he. There's a lot of room for improvement, but I'm not ready to to label him a bust. I mean, you're not on the zap train. I'm not in the zap train, <laughs> and I know that's going to upset Cinch. We're going to get text messages galore tomorrow um, for him to be like, "Oh, back George is the devil." Okay, we I know that. <laughs> I know that's that that's he is he you know, is it's because Cinch has been a Patriots fan his whole life and yep. he's on the he's on the edge and he's looking at that door that says, you know, I forgot what year it was, I'm sure he knows when the Patriots went like one in fifteen or sixteen, oh, yeah. whatever it was. 
And he's he's trying to not to reach for that door to open it, but he knows it's coming. <laughs> and that's the thing. I think and that's that's what amazes me about our friend Cinch. I'm going to rant about Cinch for a minute because we love him and he knows we love him. But maybe that'll be the text we get. Oh, you guys love me. That's great. But um, <laughs> Cinch is also a Met fan. And Cinch is the Met fan who writes every year is like, we're going to win 100 games this year. And I'm like, eh. <laughs> 85, 90. That, no, we're going to win 100 games. He is the eternal optimist when it comes to the Mets, but when the Patriots, he is a realist to the point of almost <laughs> pessimism. True, true. And it's funny because they're not that different of an organization other than Tom Brady. You know what I mean? Tom Brady brought them multiple championships. The Mets haven't seen a championship in 30 years. I get it. But it's just, it's just it blows my mind how he can be so optimistic about the Mets every year and then... We write to him and be like, hey, you guys just signed Juju. He goes, but Jones is still our quarterback. It doesn't fucking matter. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's really. All right. Let's take a quick look at the NFC East. Okay. Um. First off, really quick. Please. Uh, I have a problem with Yahoo Sports News. <laughs> just one? Well, right now. On Monday, I'm just going to read you the title of this article. Someone wrote, <clears throat> titled, NFC East named the NFL's number one division for 2023. Not a chance in hell. I'm sorry. How? 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 In what Not universe? Not a chance in hell. <laughs> it, 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 unless the word North is in that, I don't even want to hear it. Because I think the two best divisions of football are the NFC North and the AFC North. Uh, I mean, if you're talking top to bottom, the, top to bottom. And then I'll, a quick correction. They're referencing a CBS sports article, but still. But still, I don't care who I don't care if they're referencing Jesus. <laughs> and yea, he did say from the top of the mount, thou shalt love the NFC East like your neighbor. I don't care. <laughs> well, end quote before the I don't care. Jesus obviously cared. But yeah, I don't care. The, the northern divisions are the class of the league right now. Competitively, they are deeper. There is more going on there than anywhere else. The worst team in the NFC North is probably more of a contender than the worst team in any other division. And yes, we're talking about the Bears. <laughs> the Bears, I, they were talking about this this morning on, on Fantasy Radio too. Freaking Bears wide receiver core. We talked about this last week briefly. Yeah. Chase Claypool, Darnell Mooney, and DJ Moore are not terrible. If one of them steps up to be a true number one, and I know a lot of people think DJ Moore is a true number one, and and Fields decides he can actually throw the ball instead of scrambling all the time. Yep. Then I this team could actually be better. It could be a 500 team. It could be. This could be a team on the way up. It could be. And Sean I think, would be, I swear to Sean God, would be happy, I, maybe. Sean would be thrilled. I swear to God, everybody thinks that this is what happens in the headset. Um. All right, what we're going to do, Justin. Slant 23 right, Zingo, Zingo, McCarthy. And Fields goes, okay, goes to the huddle and goes, I'm just going to keep the ball to the right on a sweep. <laughs> I think that's, swear to God, I think that's what people think because that's what they see. I mean, it, you did see that a lot last year. <laughs> like but a lot. he had his target. <laughs> Darnell Mooney was his best target. Yep. Chase Claypool was, was, was good when he was good, but he was good like three plays the entire season. You just I didn't I know just which. Think, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good luck picking it. You know, I just, I think there's a, 
I think there's just a um I just think that there's there's a settling period in Chicago and I think they've reached it. I think I think things could be better this year. But anyway, we're not be. talking about the NFC North. No, we're, we're not. talking we're about not. the a- NFC East. Yes, yes. And specifically, we're going to start with the Dallas Cowboys presented by Jimmy Jones. Jimmy Jones. Jimmy Jones. <laughs> Jerry Jones. Jones. Jerry Jones. Jesus. All right, I've had one beer. But it was a double. It was a double. Oh, it was a double IPA, yes. So I talked to Jerry Jones the other day. Uh, by the way, this segment is brought to you by Jerry Jones. If you want Jerry Jones, you've got to come to the source. Jerry Jones is your only true source for Jerry Jones and Jerry Jones-related merchandise. Remember, Jerry Jones. <laughs> so in that conversation, um, don't. one of the things I think is good is Brian, Schott, Brian Schottenheimer is there now. Yes. And, and this was something that Adam Kaplan talked about in um, the town hall. And Schottenheimer is just going to bring stability, just like the way I think Bill O'Brien is going to bring more stability to the Patriot offense. I think Schottenheimer brings more stability just in general to the Cowboy offense. The fact that they apparently have decided that Zeke Elliott is not the answer, which someone on this podcast has been saying for two years. Who was that? Me. Hello. Me. It was Craig. <laughs> Craig has been warning you for, since the day he came down with COVID. Craig has been saying, I don't know about Zeke anymore. And here we are. Yep. Yep. I, Zeke I just, has no team. <laughs> Zeke has no team. Are the Cowboys a playoff team, in my opinion? No. Um, for, for the Cowboy fans out there, the email is fignutsdfs <laughs> at gmail.com. I welcome your hatred. Your team is bad and has always been bad and is not going to be better. I mean, do they have to like do they have to get rid of Dak next? Like, is that the problem? I don't or is think it so. just- I don't think is the problem and Dak Dak's weapons so Gallup is healthy right for the first time in over a year we can say definitively Michael Gallup is healthy CD Lamb is absolutely the real deal there's somebody else there and I'm just drawing a complete blank on who it is not Dawson Schultz Dalton Schultz <sighs> who the hell is it? there's there's another big time big time receiver there oh Brandon Cooks oh and yes, yes Mr. Concussion well, yes, but Brandon Cooks, as maligned as we are on Brandon Cooks from a fantasy standpoint, because since he left New Orleans, he's been shit, and that's not an exaggeration. He is consistent. As If he does not have to be the number one, I think he'll be okay. He's going to back up C.D. Lamb. He's going to be the second. He might even be the third option if Gallup gets off to a hot, a hot start. I am fine with it. Most importantly... The third name down on the Dow and the Cowboys depth chart for running back is Ronald Jones. Is it? And we all know that that means Sean is excited. <laughs> so the Cowboys will be fine this year. What they went like 12 games last year, 13. Yeah. They had a really good record, but they weren't a really good team. In my opinion, they were second in the NFC East. Okay. The NFC East is not again. The NFC East is not as good as people want to believe it is. Um, I, I think the Cowboys will be okay, and I think they have a lot of fantasy relevance. I think Prescott, Pollard, Lamb, Cooks, and Gallup are all easily draftable. So, your thoughts on the Cowboys? <clears throat> yeah, I think so. I've I've always been a Tony Pollard fan. I guess we're going to see if, you know, if he can carry the full workload, because I think that's everyone's question about him since he was spending yeah. time with Zeke. But, you know, he... He got a lot of receptions too, so if you're in PPR league, that is that's important. Um, 
he stays healthy, he's fine. Yeah. Personally, me out of the three receivers, I would probably stay away from Cooks, but that's just me. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, no question. I mean, out of those three, you're clearly gonna you're clearly gonna draft CeeDee Lamb first. Uh and as far as quarterback goes, yeah, you know, I'm like I'm middle of the road with Dak. I mean, he's he's there. You can mm-hmm. use him as a backup, whatever. <laughs> Would I want to start him every week? Probably not. Yeah. And their and defense is good. If you're, if you're and they have through. three tight ends in camp, all of which are eh. But watch the three. I'm going to kill this kid's name. Luke Shoemaker, yeah, Jake think, Ferguson, and Peyton right. Hendershot. I don't think any of them are going to be like top 10 tight ends, but at some point, one of them is going to emerge. And my advance mm-hmm. to you, my advice to you is grab them off, grab that guy off of waivers and trade him immediately to the Cowboy fan in your league. <laughs> Just grab Peyton Hendershot has uh, three receptions and for 25 yards and a touchdown, go on the wire, wire get his ass and trade him for a semi-decent <clears throat> tight end. Speaking of places that could use a semi-decent tight end, let's talk about the New York Giants. Because dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Aaron Waller's there now. <clears throat> he sure is. Darren Waller is not the solution. You know who's there now, too, that I didn't realize? Paris Campbell. Yeah, also not a solution. <laughs> I look at this team, and I feel like this is the best second-string team in the league, <laughs> except they're all playing starters. <laughs> the second string is playing is starting the game. Um, don't I tell continue, Sean's wife. I, I don't see any fantasy relevance on this team. Saquon, if he actually plays, who the hell knows what's happening there? He hasn't signed his tender, right? Still, uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Tyrod yeah. Taylor's Daniel Jones' backup. Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. What is it about New York Giant quarterbacks that they have to look confused after every play? I, I think it's a requirement. I think they put it in their contract. Like Eli perpetually look confused. Daniel Jones perpetually looks like you just gave him a math problem he can't solve. Yeah. Yep. All right, so I'm not going to linger too much on the Giants. I don't really yeah. see a lot of fantasy relevance here. I really don't. And you're talking to a guy who was a Daniel Jones truther two years ago. He was. He was. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I guess wait and see what Saquon does out of everyone. But, yeah, I'm not very excited about this lineup. Sterling Shepard's the- there. Okay. Yay. Yay. <laughs> now, the Eagles are intriguing to me. We talked a couple weeks ago about the the backfield from the Eagles is this hodgepodge of what could have been, right? <laughs> I think that's why I titled the episode to what could have been. Yeah. They, uh, hold on. Let me get the exact list up so I don't screw this up. I have it. Uh, I get it. Yeah. yeah, I want to get it up too, but that's fine. Oh, that sounds terrible. All right. <laughs> DeAndre Swift, yep. Rashad Penny. Yep. Kenneth Gainwell. Yep. Austin Scott is still there. Yep. And Trey Sermon is there. Is he? I didn't know he was there. Yeah, I, you know what? I had to search it because he's not appearing on the depth chart. <laughs> but I go to Google and I type in Trey Sermon. <laughs> and Treyon Trey Sermon is an American football running back for the Philadelphia Eagles of the National Football League is what huh. comes up on my screen. Huh. So he's an eagle. Yep. And yep. what must be honestly the most crowded backfield in history it's it's up there. I mean, they can't. Boston Scott, his only job is to score touchdowns against the Giants, so they can't get rid of him. <laughs> so he's probably going to the practice squad and being called up against the Giants, right? I mean, 
I can't wait. Probably. I can't wait. DFS. I can't wait. Eagles versus Giants the first week. Boston Scott is going to go from being twenty five hundred bucks to being four k, and I can't wait to laugh as everybody puts money on Boston Scott. Can't wait. And but here's the thing: is like how you know injury wise, how long is Rashad Penny going to last? And I think that's why right now they've got five guys on the roster. Uh, it's like not, all of these guys long. are injury prone. Yes. DeAndre Swift, Rashad Penny, Kenny Gainwell, Boston Scott, and Trey Sermon. I mean, one of these guys is going to have to go, right? They're not going to start the season with five running backs on the roster. No. I mean, yeah, they'll probably stick one of them on the practice squad because given, given everyone's history, I think they need to keep someone else somewhere. <laughs> it's got to be Boston Scott, right? I mean, unless Trey Sermon really doesn't have it. And again, that's probably why he doesn't appear on this depth chart is they want to see what Sermon's got. But there's a, there's a good chance one of these there's one of these five guys has to get caught. Yeah. There's no way you can stay. They run a three-wideout offense, which means you need a minimum of six wideouts. You can't keep five running backs and six wideouts. <laughs> Just can't do nope. it. Uh, you know, the rest of them, of course, like Jalen Hurts, is a perfectly you know good starting fantasy quarterback. He's not too much with the injuries. I mean, I think he had some issues his rookie year, did he? Or no? Mm-hmm. I, who are we talking about again? Sorry. Jalen Hurts. Well, yeah, everybody does. I mean, he got thrown but, to the fire. He settled in very yeah. nice last year. He made good decision making. He took this team to the Super Bowl. You know. Yeah. yeah. So here's AJ my- Brown is AJ Brown is is good. I would definitely consider him being a number one. Uh the other two on the team, Devonta Smith, he's really kind of their like they're kind of streaked down the sideline guy. So mm-hmm. either he's going to get 18 yards or he's going to get 118 yards and two touchdowns. So and that, that was my question for you. Do you, there are some folks who think Devonte Smith might surpass AJ Brown to become the true number one this year. I don't see it. I don't I, I think, see it. I think AJ Brown has an overall, I think his talent his skill set is more an overall number one receiver. Devonta Smith I f- he feel like he's more situational. Yes. Really? Um, you know what? He's he's the Elvin Harper. Yeah. He's the yeah. Elvin Harper there, the guy who can streak down the sideline. And, yeah, he's only going to catch two balls. We catch two for 46 and maybe get a touchdown. But he's going to yeah. he's gonna keep uh, he's gonna keep Michael Irvin from getting double teamed. Exactly. So, uh, so I would – me, I would look at drafting A.J. Brown season long and probably Devonta Smith in best ball. Oh, I'd love Devontae Smith in best ball. The problem is Devontae Smith is getting so much hype right now. He's not going to last. I, I I look at him as the fifth, maybe sixth rounder, like maybe a, uh, a wide receiver three on like a best ball team. And he's not lasting that long because there are so many folks in a Devontae Smith camp right now. It's yeah. sickening. I've done a couple of best ball drafts and so we need to do one, but I've done a couple yeah. and sometimes I can get players I want and other times I can't because people... People are literally, and it's not auto-draft because it would tell you, uh, people are literally just hitting the person who's next on the list. <laughs> oh, yeah. A lot of times people are just going off. And that is why you, you want to look at ADP changes, but you don't want to rely on them from sites like Yahoo or uh, DraftKings or things like that. Places that let you auto-draft, they're, people, if they're not on auto-draft, they're just selecting the next name on the list if they don't know. So don't, 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 you know, watch for ADP changes when ADP things move 
Like if a guy is running back 15 today and he's running back 12 tomorrow, that means people are paying attention. But if he stays at between 14 and 16, it just means people are mashing the buttons. Yeah. It's yep. rare that we don't see some motion. And then, you know, our league uses tight ends. Uh, so how do you feel about Dallas? About the Dallas tight ends? No, no, about Dallas Goddard. Would you want oh, Dallas him Goddard, Dallas Goddard's going to be a target. He's going to be the target. I don't think any of the running backs really appeal to Jalen Hurts. I think Jalen Hurts is going to be looking downfield first, then going to Dallas Goddard second. And if both those things are gone, he's not worried about where the running back is. His concern about where the running back is, is the running back going to block for me? So I don't, mm. I don't see, I see if there's Dallas Goddard's going to see a lot of opportunities. Um, and I think, you know, with Hurts being a running quarterback, is not to force it, but Goddard also knows that. And Goddard, it's not unlike Dallas Goddard is a dollar store Travis Kelsey. <laughs> he's going to get open and he's going to get him the ball. And, and, and the more often he gets open, the better, because that's going to keep free safeties in. Right. Free safeties are going to have to wait a step, which means that you're going to have people blowing. But A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith can get downfield because the free safety sees Goddard release from the line and he gets the yips. Mm-hmm. Just saying that that's it. <clears throat> that's that is literally the recipe for success that Kansas City has used for the last five seasons. The last five seasons is make the free safety shit his pants. <laughs> if the free safety doesn't know where to go, then someone is going to be open. Someone's going to have single coverage. And if you have decent play calling, they're going to be open. Speaking of people who will never be open, the Washington commanders continue to play football. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't like any of these guys. Uh, I mean, looking at their offense, if I had a pick, people and i'm probably gonna look at brian robinson or terry mclaurin everybody else yeah they're I'll, there I, I, we usually carry three we, our, our rosters are set up in such a way that we can carry up to three quarterbacks i might take a late late round gamble on sam howell do you know might. they have jacoby Brissett and jake from <laughs> because they have no faith that sam howell is going to be the starter all year it's too bad this is, where did this where did is this is go Oh, he went somewhere. This is this is the sword of Damocles. <laughs> Every time Sam Howell throws a bad pass, Ron Rivera is going to look at the other quarterbacks and then look at Sam Howell and then look again and just remind him your job is paper thin. Your margin for error paper thin. That's it. Yep. So I, I and it's Eric Bieniemy. This will be a chance for Bieniemy to see if I, I I'm going to say something terrible. I don't think Bieniemy is a bad offensive coordinator. But I think that a lot of his success is due to the relationship with Andy Reid. I could be wrong, and this is his opportunity to show that we're wrong. But he picked yeah. the worst offense to pick that with. That's so. true. I mean, you know, if he if he gets it right and they they kind of win, you know, he'll look like a genius. But mm -hmm. it's not going to be easy. Yeah, there's a lot of guys here. If, if you told me that McLaurin or Gibson or Robinson or even Dotson or Samuel were going to have a big year— I wouldn't be super shocked, but I need to see it. Yeah. I'm not going to waste picks on them. And these are the guys that I would love for the commanders to go 0-4 to start and the, and Curtis Samuel to have a total of two catches for 12 yards because I can just <laughs> buy him on the cheap and put him on my bench. And if I'm right, I'm right. And if yeah. I'm not, it costs me nothing. Well, that's that's not a bad, uh, that's not a bad strategy at all.
You know, so I mean, I can watch the commanders and and hope they start to get better without having to risk any fantasy draft picks on them. I really don't feel like I need to touch the Washington commanders. What I need you to touch, though, is the buttons on your keyboard and leave us a review. (laughs) I skipped final thoughts, didn't I? It's you're fine. Keep going. So leave us a review wherever you leave. Leave us uh, whatever podcast directory you you have on us. Now we return to our regularly scheduled podcast. <laughs> you would think after what we're almost up to three hundred episodes now. What are we at? Yeah, three two seventy three. You would think I would have the goddamn routine down. <laughs> I still forget to. This isn't hard, Pod Monkey. <laughs> All right, Craig. What's your final thought for this week? Um. Yeah, I think you know what's scary, folks. Now I'm telling little inside inside baseball, well, football. Okay. Sean has not done any drafts yet, so that means if you start drafting a, like a best ball draft, you're already ahead of Sean. I can only assume he's been replaced by a pod person. <laughs> I hope so, because that's some, very that's that's weird. It's weird. This is some body snatcher bullshit. When Sean writes to us in June and he hasn't done like. And, 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 and that text message isn't, can you believe someone took Trey Sermon in round six? That's the text message <laughs> I expect to see from him in June. Yes. And he's done none. So instead, I was like, guys, it's time to start working on a ranking. And she's like, shit, I haven't done a best ball yet. Yeah, and last year, both shocked. Last year, I think he did 10 by now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we had 10 angry texts from people from him saying, why is this person going this high? Yep. And a text message for him to explain who Kenny Walker was because he just wrote Walker on a piece of paper in his <laughs> rankings. And I had no idea who there, the fuck he was talking about. There is that. There is that. <laughs> so we are definitely in preparing mode, folks. It's time to start working on your teams. Contact your commissioners. Get in touch with everybody. Find out what's going on because we're probably, I mean, season seven of this podcast is starting in less than a month. Craziness. Less than a month. I know. I put together I put together the draft schedule today. I know because you saw it. And I was like, holy shit. And I, I do that backwards. Do you? I'm like, all right, I want two round tables. I need an episode for this, episode for that, blah, 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 blah. And I say, okay, when do I want the last episode in our draft coverage to premiere? And then I date it backwards. And I went, shit, we got to record on July 5th? <laughs> I'm going to be so fucking hungover. Uh, is that a Wednesday? July 5th. Yeah, the fuck. Freaking 4th of July is a Tuesday this year. Ugh. Call call your bosses in Germany, because I know your company is owned by some German conglomerate. Call your German bosses and tell them you're taking Monday, July 3rd off. We because I should, I should check. Maybe we have it off. I'll check. You tomorrow. might. You might. The land of chocolate might have given it to you off already. <laughs> but I, that's the first thing I did. When I saw July 4th was on a freaking Tuesday, I was like, I'm taking Monday off. All right, boss. And they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like two days ago, every, everyone else in my department is like, I'm going to take in July 3rd. And they're like, sorry, Britt's already got it. <laughs> smart. Good I, job. <laughs> I'm like the only person who's smart enough to look at a calendar and say, shit, I don't want to have to come back for one day. I actually took Monday and Wednesday off that weekend. Now I have a five-day weekend and it nice. cost me two days of vacation. Nice. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty proud of myself there. That was some pretty good planning there. So you know what's good planning? leaving us a review. We're back to that again. Whatever <laughs> podcast directory you found us on, they probably have a rating system. We love to find reviews on our, our podcast. The good, the bad, the ugly. Give us all your information. I was just checked the other day. I was like, oh, we haven't had a review in a little while. Sag, give me your reviews. Also, reach out to us. Now's the perfect time to reach out to us. The best way to reach out to us is via email. 
fignutsdfs at gmail.com. Cowboy fans, come at me, bro. I'm ready. Um, we're also <laughs> on Twitter and on Facebook, but honestly, I try to spend as little time on both this year as this time as I possibly can. Yeah, so, yeah, I agree. So. Next week, we're going to hit the AFC and NFC North. Dun, 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 dun. And we're going to have a lot more. Th- those are much more intriguing divisions than the East. Yes, because they're actually competitive. <laughs> if we had more episodes available, and again, maybe I'd plan this better, we, we could do, we would we would probably split them into different episodes because we could probably spend an entire episode on each one. But we don't. So we're going to have to do the AFC North and the NFC North. Are we going to have enough episodes to do all the divisions? Uh, I don't know. I'll do some math. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh my God, yes, we do. We're, oh, we good. have just enough. Perfect. If we do, if we do one one geographic direction every week, because uh-huh. we have we have, this is week we have three more weeks before the season premiere. Okay. So, I mean, oh, we'll yeah, just skip that the works rest. out. We could just, or we'll lump them all together. We'll just do the entire AFC. You know, we don't need to spend an entire episode on the AFC South. It's bad, or the South. So, in so, is, so is the NFC South. Yeah, so <laughs> that's you know like what? ten we'll minutes. Do, <laughs> so next week we'll do the North. <laughs> and then we'll do the south slash west and that way we could take a week off before the, the season seven debut oh perfect i like this plan i like this plan somebody remind me of it in the morning anyway <laughs> until we speak with you next thank you so much for joining us leave us a review we always appreciate your support looking forward to an upcoming season of fantasy success my name is Britt. i'm craig and we are the football fig nuts podcast hi deb <laughs>